Welcome back to Going Long on First. Coming at you Monday night. We currently have the Saints, the Aints, and the Ravens duking it out behind Owen on his screen. We're coming at you with a little week nine recap, fastest 60 minutes in sports. We'll have our top five. I'm sure we'll get to some of Jeremy's jerseys of the week. It's just Owen and I to start. Jeremy will be hopping on in a bit. This gives uh, Owen and I the opportunity to air out our grievances, to vent a little, to get anything off our chest from this weekend. As everyone knows by now, we are Packer fans. And it's a bad season currently for us. We are in unfamiliar waters. Storms are brewing. We just need to calm the boat. Owen, before uh, we get in, Owen, yeah. before we get in, you were not there last week on Thursday, so we took the helm. Were you able to get your picks in fully before our noon slate on Sunday? I was, and I wish I hadn't, because uh, just pretending I didn't make any picks would have been better for me. I think I went four, six, and one. I didn't count your guys' picks off. Um, okay. But I I think... You did get them, though, correct? Yes, right okay. before. Okay. Yep. Yes, I certainly did, and uh, felt good about the ones I won. I thought, I thought you know, I thought those, those were locks, but there were a lot of tricky games this week. There were. There and, were uh, a lot of close games. That's kind of the trend right now is the, the margin of victory is pretty low. The parody, the parody of the NFL remains unbeaten. Especially this season has been a parody. That's for this, sure. has been a parody of the, yes, yes, it has. It does feel like a joke. Doesn't it I feel like, <laughs> Oh, I could, I could cry. I'm going to laugh so hard. Um, Holy shit. Well, Yes. Why don't you um, lead it off, Seth? Let's get this over with. Let's, you're right. Let's jump into it. The fastest 60 minutes in sports. To Chris Berman and a uh, few of the tears of Packer fans. Let's jump into it. Of course, we will start Green Bay, Detroit. Green Bay's season was on life support running into this game. Scratch that. I think their season is on life support now. Like, they are on the final breaths. They lose 9-15 in Detroit. Uh, they didn't just lose the game, but they lost some key players as well. Rashawn Gary being one. There was a, a, a tweet by, I think it was Rob Demosky maybe. Uh, he, came, he tweeted, he said, Packers may not have enough walking boots for the amount of injuries <laughs> that they sustained on Sunday. Weren't there, what was there, four or five in the locker room after the game? Uh, that sounds right. There was Gary, Stokes, Jones, Dobbs, Dobbs, at least those, those four for sure. Yeah. Those four for sure. Watson went out, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a foot injury. Um, 
yeah, I think those four uh, were the ones. Gary obviously is out for the year. Jones, at least as a Monday night tonight, optimistic that he will return. Stokes, uh, Stokes is iffy on what that looks like. And then outside reports, media reports, at least on Dobbs, is that it's a high ankle sprain up to four weeks. Yep. Um, but Lafleur had a press conference today. Didn't really release much on that one. No. Oh, and like I said, we didn't just lose this game, but we lost a lot of key players. Uh, it, it feels like a broken team right now. Uh, I just I want to be able to to vent and just kind of let my emotions run before Jeremy gets on and feels the fire like he will. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel right now. Uh, like <laughs> I mentioned to your pre-pod, uh, I stayed off Twitter uh, pretty much all of yesterday afternoon and evening. And uh, most of today, jumped on a little bit today just because I was not going to like where things were going in the Packer Twitter world. And I uh, didn't definitely didn't like it um it it's been it's tough this is a tough year i i'm not down yet i'm not out are you sure it sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it like I, I i feel like it but i i'm telling myself and i've been telling myself today that uh you know i texted my brother yesterday and i said you know, if Minnesota gets a miracle, why can't we? <laughs> well, they got one. You know, Packers would have to win eight in a row to, like, feel good about, you know, making the playoffs. You know, per se, they went out. They're 11-6. and six. That's a lock for the playoffs. They lose they... one, 10-7. and seven. That's a solid the, chance. This year's NFC is probably making the playoffs. Nine and eight. I tweeted. I sent that to you guys. I think it was last night. Uh, that's that's how I fell asleep last night. Was reading that tweet over and over again. Um, yeah. Eagles were nine and eight last year and made the playoffs in the NFC. Obviously got trounced by the Bucks in the first round, wild card, but they did make it at nine and eight. So that's not impossible. That right now, you know, playoffs. You know, started today. Tampa Bay and San Francisco would make. The playoffs without winning records. Correct. That's where it stands. So that's, you know, nine and eight maybe is a reasonable goal. Maybe, maybe six and two isn't too far gone. Um, until you think about the competition that's coming in, even just the next three weeks, you got Cowboys, Titans, Eagles. Oh, and I just want to mention that uh, the Grim Reaper is currently knocking at the door. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's waiting. He's ready. Seth, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think either. Uh, and I wasn't able to get any thoughts out without uh, being prosecuted. Um, Jeremy Seth. has Jeremy has entered the arena. It's, Jeremy, just give me, give me just a couple minutes to. I don't even know if I'm going to say words. I'm just going <laughs> to. I just want to say and, one thing. Yeah, it took a while to let me into the to the pot. 
So there was some thought behind, do I really want this tonight by Seth? I can tell. <laughs> he was he was making you sweat. <laughs> Seth is like, I don't know if I want to let Jeremy have access to the pod tonight. You know, Seth, I thought about both of you, but you you wear it on your sleeve a little more, you know? I'm surprised you're wearing the damn hat. I mean, burn that thing tonight. Well, I guess it doesn't say AR on the side. So, But Owen, I'll let you go first. So... Basically, basically, Jeremy, we're trying to find see if there's like really is there any is there solace optimism to to dig out even like a little bit, even just like with the truest, most optimistic mind. And uh, you know, you know, Owen, as AR12 himself said, nobody else is gonna believe in us. So we gotta dig deep and pull ourselves out. And I think I might have to let them believe in themselves. You know, I might just have to be very indifferent for the coming weeks. And, you know, I'll watch the games. I'll be there. I'll watch them. I just can't let them ruin my Sundays. <laughs> just the thought of despair uh, of what happened here. So basically, we're looking at six and two, you know, the minimum, uh, absolute minimum minimum that needs to happen here and it's it's a tough ride it's a tough road there it sucks it was kind of funny i was you know just perusing articles and uh i think even the first you were power that rank- brave huh the first even the first power rankings i opened it starts at 32 and it was like the packers 32 and i looked at it and i was like is this a joke but no i mean they're literally you know they're right there and it, it just said like in the description it's quite clear at this point the Packers are the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. This doesn't this they have never in my lifetime, Seth. Maybe in yours. No, probably not even in yours. Or maybe they have. They have never been this bad. No. Uh Owen, I'm not that old. Okay. Okay. First off. Uh I was born in I was born in the nineties. Yeah. So that was kind of the dawn of the Brett Favre era. When he took over, what, 93 he took over? I think he got I think. Tr- yeah. 92 he was drafted, 93 he was traded to the Packers. Got it, yep. Uh, so uh, pretty much my entire lifetime, the Packers have been winning other than a scattered couple seasons. So I never went through, obviously, you never went through the 70s and the 80s, uh, like a lot of the older fans did. Um, hopefully we don't have to live that for the rest of the year. Uh, we'll see. You know what? I I agree with you, Owen. I'm gonna watch every week, of course. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a blind faith that uh, maybe they'll pull it through. Maybe I won't pick them as much as I have in the past, just because you know it's just kind of reality at the moment. But I'll never stop believing until the playoff percentage hits zero, and it says mathematically eliminated. Right. Yeah, I see that it's a meme right now, but you see it like every week on Twitter is the picture of Rogers eliminated from the playoffs or whatever. Yes. Um basically, I think the worst part about this game specifically, now that I've gotten a little bit of my my angst out of the way, is uh they moved the ball so well. Like they moved it, they were just trucking down the field, especially in the first half. When they didn't because, score a point. 
like I mentioned to you, uh, nearly 400 yards of offense, but 10 yards short of 400 yards of offense, and they score nine points on that. In a game where the clock was basically moving the entire time. it was. I think it was the first noon game that ended. I was surprised by this. It ended, and everything else was running. Um, yeah. And they didn't run the ball, like, at all. <laughs> well, not they did, but. Uh, they didn't uh, in the second half at all. Yeah. Mixed feelings. Uh, Aaron Jones sure. goes out for the second half, and uh, uh, that was pretty much it for the ground game. Um, I mean, A.J. Dillon had a few carries. Kylan Hill had one. That was Kylan cool had a there. good. He had one good carry. <laughs> I think that was probably the only time he was on the field. Yeah. Shit. I, I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm also, just going to go into next week and yeah. uh, we'll see if they beat the Cowboys. Maybe also, Jeremy will be a Packers fan then. He might. Yeah, there is. Uh, well, another big negative is yet again, Darnell Savage lets up, like, just doesn't play football all of a sudden. Uh, I just don't that, get why he forgot how to tackle. That or cover. You know, it was him in in the end zone on that second touchdown. Two years ago, 2020, even some of last year, but 2020, him and Amos were one of the best safety tandems in the league. And this yes. year, he's completely fallen off. Like he, yeah, I mean, the wide open busted coverage tight end um, for the second touchdown, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, Darno Savage was on one end. Tight end was on the other, and he missed a couple of like pretty easy tackles. So I don't get it. But with Stokes being out potentially, potentially for the year, we don't know yet on the severity of Stokes. Uh, I was reading today that uh, maybe you put Savage in the slot, try him out there. I know that was kind of the point of content contention, right? When uh, Joe Barry is like, "Yeah, I think Darnell Savage would be a really good slot cornerback," and they're like, "Well." Are then are you going to move Rizul Douglas to safety? Is that what you're? Is that what you're saying? He's like, no, we haven't really practiced him there. I was like, well, what's are you are you going to put if you think he'd be really good there at a position that's not really squared away right now? Uh, it absolutely isn't now. Safety. Now it is. They need it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Razul goes outside, obviously. Yeah. No, you don't I mean, put him somebody's got to play the slot, but if you move Savage from safety, who's going to play safety? Of course, I, nobody can play as bad as he has. Correct. Yes. I don't even know who the backup safety is at this point. Do you? I I, I can't even. You see, if you'd say the name, Kay, I know Kishan it. Nixon or Kayshawn or however you say Kayshawn Nixon. Special teams supreme. But I yeah. think he's like your, your dime corner. Yeah. He's like your fourth corner because he was out there a bit yesterday when Stokes went out. Yes, he was. We got cooked a little bit, but yeah, I I mean you know because Jamarcin Charles would probably be your your fourth guy, but oh, he was right. hurt. But he was hurt. He didn't play yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah. It. I know. I know. I know. I know exactly what you're feeling right now, and I'm not it, sure. What to you do know? It. It's like a this game, and I and I'm ready for Jeremy to get in because I don't want to spend forever on this. Uh, like I mentioned, um, it's a depressing podcast to this point. <laughs> we need 
you know, we uh, deserve to get shit on a little bit here by Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Well, not as much as he will. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> It feels like everything that can go wrong with this team has this year. That's true. That is literally true. It's all it's if you want to take away all like the the shit actual plays, there has been so much bad luck in the last five weeks. Hey, th- this guy's ready to come back. He's healthy. Perfect. Let's put him on the field. Hey, the guy right next to him, why don't you get hurt for the rest of the season? Hey, yeah. offensive lineman. Hey, you ready to hop back in? Hey, how about we just take another <laughs> one out instead? Bakhtiari being, you know, every other game, pretty much. I can't. I Honestly, like, he might be the – I'm just so annoyed with that. That's so frustrating. You don't know if he's going to play from one series to the next. How does that help anything? It helps. Honestly, that – It that, helps. Like, it doesn't help, but, I mean, you deal with it because he is your best offensive line. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I just – continuity purposes – uh, who, sure. who does that help other than probably Aaron Rodgers protecting him? How does that help the offensive line knowing who's going to be in and out on a week on a series to series basis almost? He plays the entire first half, what misses most of the second, and then Until plays the last, the last time, like yeah. three series or whatever it is. I that and we're paying him all this money. I don't know if that's the coaches saying, "Hey, you're sitting, you're resting for the second half," or what. If he's healthy, let him play. Let him play. That's all I have. To, I that, to me, that's that's what it is. All right, Jeremy, we're ready for you. He's not. He's not ready. He ain't he's ready. not ready. All right, time is up. We're moving on. Let's all right. Go. All right. All right. All right. Um, you know. Jeremy, don't we don't think... have to – I just want to point this out. We don't have to spend the next 20 minutes tearing Aaron Rodgers a new one and saying why he's the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. We don't have to he's do not the, He's not the worst. But he's I'm definitely just saying, not. I'm just saying we don't <laughs> have to do that. He's not the worst. That was the nicest thing he could have said at that moment. You know, I don't – I don't take – any happiness or pride in kicking you boys while you're down, right? I also... He says that with the biggest smirk on his face. I I don't have any pleasure in this, except I have absolute... This is the best night of my life right here, Jeremy. No, 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 no. If you guys roll out and stomp the Cowboys, boom, I am a very happy person. But, um... I also don't like to tell you guys that I told you so, but I think the ship has sailed on the Aaron Rodgers experience in Green Bay. And we are very different football fans, okay? You guys are Packer fans. I'm an Eagles fan. I enjoy football right now. You guys seem to go into every week trying to be happy, and then you come out disappointed more often than not right now. And uh, I feel the, for you guys. The recap but, uh, pods are really difficult, and the preview pods offer a little bit of hope. I'm just waiting for 
for Seth to just ask if you can take the rest of the year off from the pod. And then I got to go find like a Viking fan somewhere. So, you know, like well, just plenty of them. I never allow that to happen. But anyways, you know, I've been there. I've been through the Chip Kelly experience. It fucking sucks. Now you guys aren't quite as much actively tearing it down and parsing off all your best talent. Like, Chip Kelly was. I mean, that was watching LaShawn McCoy, who's one of my all-time favorite Eagles, get moved on from like that. At the peak of his powers, I'll always have a hatred that burns with a thousand fires from hell for Chip Kelly because of that. I hate that man. I He can rot in hell for all I care. I hate that man so much for doing that to us. But Holy that's shit. neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But anyways... Here's the deal, guys. Y'all suck. Like, it's not it's not fun to watch. You know, at no. time of, it was kind of fun to watch until Aaron Rodgers goes, I just can't hit guys anymore. Like, did you so you watch this game, right? Oh, I watched this game a few times. So, but was it not like was I was I crazy in saying they move the ball so extremely well? at least in those first three drives and then a couple in the second half, then all of a sudden, you know, doink off the helmet straight up into the air interception. What? And then like that, his off, he limp wristed it to Bakhtiari. Like that play specifically was like, what the fuck is going on? So why, why even run that play in the first place? I don't know. At, at that point too, it's like, what are you doing at that point? So here's – I had to take down some notes. These are all like 90% on Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not going to just hate on him because here's the deal. What, is he going to be 39 like next month, right? Uh, Yes, yes. If he's not he was, 39 already, it's 30. he'll be 39 before the end of the year. Aaron Rodgers had a good NFL career. I'm not calling to quit on it right now, but Aaron Rodgers has had a very good NFL career. He's got multiple MVP trophies. Uh, he's got Super Bowl. Let me, let me pause you there, Jeremy. He's had a Hall of Fame career. Okay. Has had a very good career. But anyway. Disrespectful that you don't put the word Hall of Fame in there. It ain't over. So. And it's a discredit anyways, to Aaron Rodgers. So here's my notes. Literally the first three words. Great first drive. To get capped off with Rodgers hitting a guy in the helmet and it pops up into the air. What the fuck was that? I'm I'm watching that. I'm like, man, I've seen some bad football in my day. Some bad football, right? But that was Aaron Rodgers is a six foot two, three quarterback, right? Who did he hit in the back of the head? Who did he hit in the head? So the problem was, and what he likes to do, and a few other quarterbacks like to do, Matt Stafford being another one. Is he sidearmed it? So instead of doing, you know, the full motion over the top, he sidearms it to like, I don't know, maybe he's trying to put it in a spot because he likes to sidearm it sometime. He sidearms it, and that's why it, it was at a lower trajectory than a normal pass would be. If you watch the replay, he's sidearming it almost. I'm getting it up right now, just so I'm ready for anything that Seth tries to 
come up with for an excuse while I'm doing this. Anyways. I mean, you, you bounce it off a player's helmet. It happens all the time. It's just bad luck. That's happened a few times. It happens times. all the time. It ha- Not with, with Rodgers necessarily, but it happens in the NFL all the time. A pass gets batted at the line. Pass gets tipped. Happens batted all the, the time. Batted at the line does happen. Um, up the easy, I don't think happens all the time. But anyway. It's the same thing. Same difference. So y'all marched that first drive. Like between the 20s, for the most part in the beginning of the game, y'all could march, right? Up and down the field. You just couldn't cap it off in the red zone. Um, that one's on Rodgers. There's no other way to cut it. It's on Rodgers. So that brings me to the second drive, which Rodgers hits Lazard on that long shot. Not on Rodgers, but okay. That was Def- Seth. He pegged the guy in the head. It, I, it's unlucky. The guy. It's not like Rodgers says, oh, there's a guy with a helmet. Let me peg it right off him. Pause. He sidearms it in a spot where you absolutely should not sidearm it. I like I said, I think he started on it because he probably saw an angle or a, a a spot that he's trying to put it in, and it just got unlucky because a guy popped up. If this is twenty twenty one Aaron Rodgers, if this is twenty twenty one Aaron Rodgers, or just about any other Aaron Rodgers, I give you that. This is twenty twenty two Aaron Rodgers. This is a different guy. That uh, that, that makes that play makes no difference. I'd put the other two on Rodgers. The Aiden Hutchinson one, that was a stupid play. Aiden Hutchinson reads that well and kind of just steals it. The third one absolutely is on Rodgers. I don't know. He read the safety wrong is what it was. If the first one's not on Rodgers, who's it on? (laughs) It's It's unlucky. It's it's on the Madden gods. That's kind of what I was saying to myself the entire game. The entire game, I was like, good, 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 good. What the fuck just happened? Boom, 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 moving the ball. What the fuck? You guys are just marching. You know what I mean? Like kind of, Mercedes Lewis is even getting involved. That like when I seen that, I was and like, who I who's it. marching him down the field, Jeremy? The guy that can't cap him off in the red zone. Okay, I don't Seth, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it there. I mean, he just drills that dude in the helmet, and I there's a lane there. But as a Hall of Fame quarterback, oh man. The thing about it too is if he had not pegged him, that's not making to the Lazard. That might get picked. Because there's a there's this linebacker right there underneath. Which whatever it results in an interception anyways. And we're we're making too much of one play. So Seth says it's not on Rodgers. He's biased. I say it is on Rodgers. I'm a hater. So Owen, I guess you make up the pick. But regardless, it's on Rodgers. So on to the second <laughs> drive. He hits Lazard with the long shot, which sets him up for a red zone tap. Lazard should have scored there, right? Whatever. It is what it is. That's um, that's that, the Madden gods right there. Right there. That play. Freaking centimeters away. Centimeters. You know. How ridiculous. You say Madden gods. I say hustle play by the Lions defense. I'm going to give them some. Also, Al Lazard just not a super explosive receiver is what it no, is. No, not too. at all. But if not for 25, just hustling down the field to pop it out like that. I mean, where are they in this game? It's I give the Lions a lot of credit because Dan Campbell, he's creating a team that's going to get the hustle plays like this, right? You, 
not picking on the Packers. You love to see it out of the Lions because they've been so bad for so long. And then we have this Bakhtiari play. Bro, that's almost 10 yards short. And it's like he's falling. I, so, I don't know. 10 yards is a bit much. But anyways. It is a goofy angle, but it's somewhere between 5 and 10 yards off. I mean, and I, I, I the play doesn't make sense to me. Rodgers is like, he's doing like a, a Dirk Nowitzki drop shot over there, and he just tries to float it. It's just, to me, uh, just a terrible play. Whoever called it, whether it was Rodgers, whether it was LaFleur saying, hey, let's do this, that's a gimmicky play you don't need to do in that moment. Seth, I got to make one comment. If you're going to comment on everything I say, this is going to take more than 20 minutes. Well, I'm going <laughs> to. I got to defend my guy. So here, here's what I'll say about that. Both of these throws so far – if this is a young quarterback, he's getting shredded. Because the first one, it's sidearm when it doesn't need to be. And on this one, Rodgers is literally – it reminds me of when we used to play flag football and I had to jump in the air to make throws because I'm short, you know. But he's, like, laid back, not even uh, – like, it's not a throwing stance, and he's just lofting it up. And it's like MVP Rodgers gets away with this. 27, 28-year-old Rodgers gets away with this. Soon to be 39-year-old Rodgers doesn't get away with this on what looks like a bad football team right now. So it's like – and it's a bad play design. I, I And it's a goofy spot because it's like it's the second – it's the beginning of the second quarter. Why are we running odd trick plays like that? But whatever, turns it over in the red zone two drives in a row. Um, then you come back to – I mean, the Lions are marching as much as you guys are. You know what I mean? Now – you kind of expected that, Seth, when we did when we talked through the games. The expectation was the Lions can move the ball. They have a really yeah. good offensive line. They've got skilled guys. Jared Goff is enough to really make a game out of just about anything with the dudes that they got. And it was like, hey, the offense has got problems. They're they don't have the horses. The defense has the horses and can't stop a nosebleed for some reason, which is weird. You know what I mean? Because you guys got talent. You guys got talent on the defense. Like you both said just a minute ago, this safety tandem is not good. I don't know what it is. It's not good. The corners, I wouldn't even call – I mean, we were kind of talking about this at work the other day. I wouldn't call Jair a top-five cornerback. That's just me. But the reason I say that specifically, there's way too many good young cornerbacks by the names of Sauce Gardner. AJ Terrell. There's just oh, a geez. lot of really young. Don't put this Sauce thing. Gardner at the level of Jair Alexander. Come on. That's ridiculous. You must not be watching Jets football. But um uh, I saw him get watching... cooked by Stefan Diggs a few times. Alexander did not. I think he only got one play on him. But anyways, so here we are. You're marching again. You guys give up a big sack to Barnes on third down or on second down, which puts you in third and eighteen, right? You throw a screen to, to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was getting plays, right? It sucks to see that he's got the high ankle sprain because, like, that's the only thing you guys had going for you. Now you go for it on fourth down. Aaron Rodgers underthrows Lazard there. Now Lazard doesn't do him any favors again, but he underthrows him. If that's the Which one, Adam, it's the the fourth down that doesn't. It's not a conversion. He the ball hits the turf. Rodgers underthrows it. I'm trying to remember. He was underthrowing. He was underthrowing passes the whole day. I mean, it's not 2021. Aaron Rodgers. Owen, go ahead. Oh no! I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't all day because it was. It was like those sustained drives. But there were definitely a lot of times. Not only the underthrows 
Um, I, sorry, I was actually half listening to the Jeff Saturday press conference, and we'll get ah. to that next. Did you talk about like the Samari Torre down the middle? Not um, yet. Not yet. So geez, I guess you're going this drive by drive, huh? I know, really I know, I know. Yes. Nope. No, this some... is pretty quick. It's just there's so much in the big beginning of the game. It's where like all of it happened, really. All the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I think the thing that you notice most as you watch through it is there's some fucking oomph behind Goff's throws to where Rodgers all seem like they're kind of they're not piss missiles like you expect out of Rodgers, right? But whatever. Then the next the next one is on a woulda coulda should have been touchdown to who's 83? Is it Dobbs? Toure. Under throws it, gets bad, right? That this just sticks to my point. Like you guys are just under throwing it. Rodgers is under throwing it constantly. Then you got the Jair, Jair pick, which is followed by Rodgers basically immediately throwing a pick. Trying yeah. to throw what? Yeah, I was like, I was the, the interception came. Was like, okay, finally we're gonna score. We're we're starting at the thirty, right? First play. Boom! What the hell just happened? Boom! And then you know it's it was to double coverage. That's the thing. Is like it's all bad. And then at the end of it, you have. Who's 83 again? Toure. Toure. Rodgers throws another one to him where he's running kind of like a drag, slant, whatever, kind of like a sluggo and go. And he's single coverage. And you guys must have had everybody else across the field. And the way Rodgers throws the ball, it's not on target. But he throws it to a spot where only he can get it, right? By the way, the one that gets batted to that dude is that's another five-yard trip. But anyways, when he throws this ball, if not for – it's Toure? Yeah. <laughs> if not for him making just a hell of a play on the ball – Are you talking bad. about that fourth down play? I think it was a fourth down play. Yeah, it was yeah, the fourth, fourth down towards the end of the game. Yeah, Rodgers With a minute left. throws it up to a spot. Yep. Yeah, and Toure go gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes and gets it. It's a hell of a play by the receiver. I mean, the throw, it's like – it's a good throw for the simple fact that he's thrown it to a spot where only he can get it. But it's like, man, like, that's a guy that might be a weapon moving forward. But anyways – I think Toure could be. It, 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 it's just he doesn't play a lot. He doesn't play a lot. Depends on Jordan. He, he's Lovett. pretty. Lo- he's pretty low on the. Uh, pretty low on the pole. But with Dobbs being out, Cobb still out. He's gonna. He's gonna get a chance next week. Yeah, I mean so, Watkins. Sammy Watkins looks like the worst receiver I've ever seen this yeah, last game. He really did. does. He really so, does. So Smarty Toure another player that becomes receiver two. <laughs> All of a sudden, one, one after what three. being number three. five to start the season. Six. My Rogers getting plenty of playing time. He got a couple balls. Lazard catches a touchdown, gets up and acts like he's something. Anyways, so my last comment, and then I'm done with Rogers. The last and the game. The last four throws were all incomplete passes in the red zone. Terrible. Terrible. Right? Terrible. I don't know. Not 100% on Rodgers. The Watkins one. Wasn't blaming Rodgers. Just saying it's terrible. Terrible all the way around. Terrible look, for sure. Oh, terrible. terrible. 100% terrible look. So, which brings me to kind of a point that I've said to you guys a few times about the Packers. You guys are in a bad spot right now. Because you have a quarterback that looks like he's cooked. With an offense that looks lost. You guys brought in the likes of. Sammy fucking Watkins and Randall Cobb as if they were going to save this offense. Like, whatever. You know, you got a run game 
that's got you got backs, but your offensive line looks terrible. I mean, terrible, and it it's it makes the trade deadline even more questionable for the simple fact of don't go get a receiver, go get a couple offensive line pieces, anything. You know what I mean? And I sit here and think oh, to myself, like, go ahead. I think a receiver, receiver is a hundred percent a need. There, it's, it's evident that a receiver is a need, not their I only think, need, but it's evident that it's a need. I think line is way more of a need, like by far, because mm-hmm. you're killing Rodgers. You're like outside of this game, he has definitely has gotten a, hit way more this year than he has the last two years. Hundred percent. It's almost like watching Brett Favre play the Saints in the NFC Championship for the Vikings. But anyways, just getting murdered out there. But this is what I'll say. Before this game, there's been throws where I watch these games and I'm like, man, it's not prime Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's definitely an aged quarterback, right? But what hurts you even more is he doesn't even have time to get the ball off. Like, and then here we are in the fourth quarter and what did he lead the team in rushing, right? He might yeah. be the best uh, running quarterback in the NFC. That's not that. true, even a little bit. I can name off probably four right now. But anyways... My point being is hey, – I was impressed by that. I, he he still removed a little – that one play for like third and 17 or whatever it was, and he, he makes that little move, cut to the inside. I was impressed. 39-year-old, come on. I mean, if we're going to so be anyway, impressed by Tom Brady running down the field for 10 yards, we got to be impressed by that. So anyways, what I was getting at with that is not so much Aaron Rodgers running stuff. What I was getting at with this is like – it goes to show the trade deadline should have been I, – I mean, I said it to you guys repeatedly. I would have taken a shot on, like, Kenny Galladay or Denzel Mims. Somebody – Galladay is different because of the contract, but somebody that you could have got for cheap that's talented just to add him to the fucking room, right? Just to put we another in the room. We almost got uh, DJ Moore for a first-round pick. That's crazy. And I Panthers, like turned, Panthers, what, could have had three – Three first-round picks with the CMC stuff this year. Take me back to the Mike McCarthy interview from the the second to last year he was a Packers coach. Oh, the trade deadline? I thought that was next week. Yeah, that's what I think of that stuff. But anyways, my point being is just go get a young guy at receiver. But, oh, my God, go trade for a lineman. Go get anybody. Like, I sit here and think to myself, Green Bay, why aren't you calling Philly? Hey, what's Andre Diller doing? Hey, Call, I mean, any of these teams, uh, you know, it's wild how often I watch, I watch a lot of Baldy's breakdowns, right? It is wild how often I see former Eagles backup offensive linemen on other teams. The Jets, Nate Herbig is playing right, right guard right now. He's starting. He's a stud. He looks like a fucking stud. He was a backup for us. And it's just like, I know for a fact there's three offensive linemen on the Eagles that could probably all go and start right now. For Green Bay, right? I, I I just would put money on it. But you guys didn't even try to do anything. That's what blows my mind. So my question to the two of you real quick. It looks like you're cooked this year. What is the next couple of years looking like? This is what I do. Trey Jordan loved this offseason. To me, Rodgers, Rodgers is stuck next year. Rodgers is bad. I think next year is Rodgers last year, just the way the contract plays out. Rodgers is around one more year. Me, trade Jordan Love. I don't think he's going to be – I don't think he's the answer. You trade Jordan Love for maybe a second, third-round pick. You move up, and you try to get another young quarterback next year to develop over a year, and then we hand over the reins. 
That's what I would do. They're going to be, I, I've been looking at this kind of cap stuff. They're going to be in a cap situation similar to last year where they're going to have to move a lot of different money uh, just to be cap positive. And they're losing some key pieces. Elton Jenkins is going to be a big question mark. I think he's the biggest question mark. Offensive Don't line. ever say key pieces and follow it up with Elton Jenkins again. <laughs> Come on. He is. Before, you know, Man. four weeks ago, he still would have been worth that money. But now they're going to let him walk because he's going to want tackle money. Correct. And they're playing him at guard now. There's yeah. no, they're not, they're not going to sign him back. The only, they're not signing him back. I bet Bobby Tunyon actually walks if Rodgers goes away. He might stay on a team-friendly deal if Rodgers stays. Lazard definitely staying on a team-friendly deal because I think he's going to be underrated on the market. And he's, yeah, he's worth, I think he stays. And I think if Rodgers stays, he'll want Lazard to stay as he's well. Worth, he's worth a lot more to Green Bay than anyone else. It's kind of the Randall, Randall Cobb syndrome. Yeah. Um, there's I, a couple no, others, I would... but uh, the biggest one, January something – is when it's the decision is due if you uh, pick up Jordan Love's final year player out or team option, which is worth twenty million a year, which is crazy for a ro- for a rookie contract. I didn't know those that existed like that, but um, yeah, I think that like the fifth year option, like it's kind of like a player, like inflated. a franchise. To, it's like a franchise tag where like they take the the average of the position. Player. Yep, from the top yeah. ten. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't know how that worked. So, so that'll for be a quarterback, a, especially is that'll be huge to what the Packers. That will tip the cap to what the Packers are actually going to do. Um, but other than that, I no goddamn clue. Let it ride. We'll see what happens. A lot will change between now and then, good or bad. And uh, I guess I guess I'll be there <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs> I guess I will. But, I mean, enough about the stupid fucking Packers. Let's move on. One more thing. One more thing. Last thing. Last thing. I want to get to a few other games so we run out of time. It just goes to show how quickly it can fall apart. Because you sit here and you think to yourself, forget the name. That quarterback money looks like money wasted right now. Okay? Because that's a fresh contract. And it does not look good. I personally would be very surprised if Rodgers is back next year. The way he just looked, especially in Green Bay, you guys would have to do something significant to bring him back. Like, go get Adams back or something like that. Because it's just like, you guys look like a roster in transition right now. And it, the, my worry, if I'm a Packers fan, now this is coming from an Eagles fan, and this is, I was actually just telling somebody this the other day. It's so good that I'm a Philadelphia sports fan with the GMs that we have in for the Sixers and Howie Roseman. Because if I was on the team that was stagnant, the way that Green Bay has showed to be at times, I would fucking lose my mind. I would lose it, right? But my, my point being, where you guys look like a team in transition, is it's pretty clear the quarterback position is up. Whether it's right now or next year or the year after, it's up, right? Now, your guys' roster is not even built for win now. It's not at all. Like, it's it's a fringe playoff team at best, I would say. The injuries obviously doesn't help. But my worry, if I'm a Packers fan, is like, you guys have a young ascending coach 
if Rodgers does come back and you get another year like this, he's probably fired. The coach is probably fired, right? And then it's like, does the guy like Aaron Jones come back again? Now, obviously, I understand in Green Bay, Aaron, you sh- oh, you shake your head. In Green Bay, dudes definitely get a longer leash than elsewhere. I get that. But I can't imagine being a head coach for a team and going, what was it, two uh, NFC title championship games in a row? You have a back-to-back MVP at quarterback. And then say Rodgers comes back and you get another one of these years. I don't think he survives for two of these years in a row. I just – I don't see it. Anywhere else, anywhere else you're right. But I think – Green Bay is your best shot at it. Well, yeah, because there's no owner making emotional decisions. It's just that they know that the quarterback situation's in flux and they'll wait it out until there's a couple years of a new guy with LaFleur. Four years, he's gone. But here's uh, here's my worry though. To to cap it all off, quarterback position is a question mark moving forward. Mm-hmm. Your team is not a win now team. You guys are a fringe playoff team at best. On top of it, it's gone to show like last two years, your guys' injury situation has been a problem, like significant problem. Now, which watching these like Seth, like you said, whoever called that Bakhtiari play, what's up with the coaching? Because the defense is terrible. Barry is not a good coordinator. He got to go. I Like, just got to go, right? Aaron Glenn outcoached him with the worst defense in the goddamn league, right? Now, Worst defense in years. 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 And you guys got outcoached by them. So, I guess and my point on top of this all is, Green Bay has shown to be a team that doesn't make big offseason acquisitions, is totally stuck to their farm system, and – Outside of the Rodgers contract, which I wouldn't call it a good contract, I don't know that you guys really signed good contracts, right? So I'm worried if I'm a Packers fan. Like, I get it. You're at the end of a legacy here with Rodgers. He's had a good run. Seth, Hall of Fame career. Mainly off the merit of his MVPs, okay? Now, would you have loved to have gotten more? Hell yeah. Would you rather switch those MVPs with Super Bowl trophies? Hell yeah, right? But I guess to stay competitive – you got to get these things early. That's my opinion. Like it takes me to, and this is why I love, I like, I love Howie for this. <clears throat> things are burning down around Wentz, right? It's clear that he's got to get out. It's clear. He makes it clear that he wants nothing to do with the city anymore. So we go draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Now you guys probably did it a full two years early with love, right? A full two years early. But my point is, the Rodgers contract already showed that they're missing out on that, you know, but that's just me. That's just me as a football fan. I would much rather have my team be ahead of the curve rather than what if your next quarterback doesn't hit? Cause that's what you guys have been riding on in green Bay. It's, yeah. Good to hear Jeremy kick rocks. I want to talk about the Colts. <clears throat> this is what I'll say. Jesus Christ. As, as a Packer fan, you guys are like what? 30 years of two quarterbacks that have. Yes, I know. Okay. So, I get it. Ahead of the curve. All right, Jeremy, we could sit all night and do this, but uh, for time's sake, let's run through a few other games at least. We won't get through all of them. I'm going to yell at him post-pod. I swear to God. He is going to be. All right. Let's talk about the Eagles. Uh, we already did Thursday. They played already. They won. They're undefeated. whoop de doo All right. <laughs> <laughs> My man is a hater. This is the man I want to talk about right here. Right there. Jim Ursay on your screen, ladies and gentlemen. On ours, at least. 
let's jump into that. Not so much this game, but the outcome of this game. Colts, Pats, Colts were embarrassing. I think it was like 26 to three was the final score, something along those lines. Um, just an outright embarrassing game by the Colts. Uh, and then they come out, I what, hours later, not even maybe. Um, Frank Reich fired after what, three years maybe on the job, four years, something like that. And then yeah. uh, Jer- Jeremy remembered it was 2019, right? Or is it 2018? For for Reich, you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. The year after the Super Bowl. So 2017 is the Super Bowl. He was hired there in 2018. So four years. Um, yeah, fired. And then they bring in Jeff Saturday. What? what all people. One. Jeff Saturday. He's changing his name to Sunday now because they play on Sundays. So Funny Saturdays. he didn't do that during his playing career. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff Saturday. I, I, if somebody could explain this one to me, I would love to hear it as well because I didn't even know Jeff Saturday was a freaking coach. Nope. Is he, High school. is he even with the organization? He was a con- he was a consultant. Uh, he is current. He's currently a consultant of whatever capacity he was. Well, he's currently sure. the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Quite the jump when you think of uh, you have two former NFL head coaches, longtime head coaches on staff currently, defense coordinator Gus Bradley, and I'm not sure what John Fox is, but he's there. He's on staff. And then also a rising uh, candidate, a head coaching candidate who was talked about for uh, spots, or he's probably going to be talked about for spots. Well, if the Colts didn't suck, Bubba Ventrone, they sidestep all of that and even anybody outside and go straight to Colts legend, Jeff Saturday. Is this Is this a tanking move? Feels like it. I after the quarterback move recently, it feels like it. I mean, I guess the quarterback that, move had to be made. Matt Ryan was terrible, um, and injured, and injured. I mean, Jeff Saturday. I think I saw a tweet out on him last night, this morning, whatever it was, and uh, I think he had he was a head coach of a high school team in like 2019, 2020. He had a losing record, Georgia. Yeah. Um. So uh, best of luck to Jeff Saturday, but holy cow, I don't know what's going on there. Poor Pat McAfee is probably – why didn't they hire him? I don't get it. Because they'd have to pay more than anybody they pay currently on the Colts staff. Bring back, uh, bring back the bald guy. What's his name? The bald guy? I think he's bald. Maybe he's not bald. I don't Who know. Who are you talking about? Uh, he was the coach there when McAfee was there. He's on McAfee show all the time. Oh, Thursdays. Pagano? Pagano, there it is. Coach Paisano? Yeah, why not? Um, Well, because I'm sure he's enjoying retirement and not getting his ass kicked because his team's bad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this Colts stink. Colts are in the same position as the Packers. They just stink. Uh, offensive line is terrible. And for some reason, they can't use their best player. Which also sounds kind of familiar. Jonathan Taylor not doing well. Aaron Jones not getting the ball either. Uh, um, good news, though, is that uh, Aaron Jones looking like he'll play this week, at least. He's healthy, which well, is positive. Healthy enough to play. I don't know how healthy he is, but you need him. 
Um, I want to make a real quick about the Colts thing. To me, it does feel like tanking, which is interesting. I guess I don't I know how else to explain this move. Like, I don't know how right. to explain it. I mean, I, I don't imagine anybody goes, wow, the, the Colts are really going to turn this ship around with Jeff Saturday as the head coach coming out of nowhere. It, it takes me back to when, <clears throat> when we hired Doug Peterson and we got a lot of flack because he was in Kansas City for two years with Andy Reid and before that he was a head co- coach for a high school team, right? And we got a lot of flack for that. But it's like, hey, he at least was in the league for a little bit. And, like, he has a ton of background with Andy from being a player with him, you know, so on and so forth. But it's like, if we would have sat down, <laughs> say, if, say if Reich was fired today and we sit down today and try to come up with candidates, none of us would have said Jeff Saturday. None of us. If we would have mentioned As a, as a joke, 100%. I would have been like you. You would call Peyton Manning first, and then when he As says a joke, no, we just said Peyton. And then, and when he says no, call up Jeff Saturday. That, so that's what would have been the joke. Man, <laughs> I'm calling Edrin James first. But anyways, <laughs> Marvin. I mean, any Chris Cooley, any of them. But <clears throat> Dallas Chris Clark Cooley. Chris Cooley. <laughs> My bad. I, I, said, I said Dallas. I meant Dallas Clark, and I fixed that. Word. They're the same guy. Let's be honest. But the anyways, other white tight end. Yeah, from the. Early 2000s. So <laughs> that's hilarious. I guess my point being is you've had these quarterback woes since Luck retired. Fuck, I'd call Luck and see if he wants to coach the team over. I'd player coach with Luck before Saturday. But what you said, Seth, still Matt Ryan gives you the best chance to win of any quarterback on this roster. I don't I don't care who I, I I agree. I agree. So benching him and then following it up by getting rid of Reich, who's kind of still in the thick of things in the AFC South, realistically. I mean the Titans are starting to take I mean charge of it, but no one else there is scaring you realistically. So to make this move right now in week nine, yeah, you're tanking, I feel like there's there's really no other way to to cut this. Now Ursay, the owner. Ursay's the owner. That's the name, right? Jim Ursay. Yeah. I seen a bunch of stuff coming out. I mean, week like three that they were talking about getting rid of the coach GM, right? And I don't even think the GM's gone. Ballard's still there, isn't he? I mean, I would think he's probably gone at the end of the season. Most likely. No. I feel like you don't think so? Were... No, I feel like you switched your quarterback, you fired your OC, you fired your quarterback coach. Now you fired your head coach. If Ballard ain't gone yet, he might have a Howie situation where he's going to make it through multiple coaching spots. Because Howie did the same thing in Philly. But you better really believe in that guy. But the difference between Howie and, and Ballard, Howie got a ring right now. You know I mean, he actually eventually got to it where it's like the Colts are probably best. The best, Listen, the best Ballard has something that Howie will never have, and that's a degree from the University of Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> He's a Wisco that, boy. I expected that out of Seth, not Owen. But anyways. I, it's just a fact. I, what do you want from me? He's just the best. But anyways. <laughs> Goddamn. So I guess my point being, I think Ballard's probably safe. Because if you're going to do coach, you're probably going to do GM at the same time, right? Who's more important right now to this team after the trade deadline? The GM or the head coach? The head coach. So if you're not even going to give Frank Reich till the end of the year, I I would assume Ballard's probably safe. 
I think what makes it even goofier is by letting Frank Reich not finish the year and then bring a guy in like Jeff Saturday who, like, I can't imagine that they're taking that seriously. Like, for the do you think, do you, I think this opens the door for, like, more weird moves like this where not necessarily this big of a jump, especially because the interim tag is probably the key part of it where it's like this isn't going to be a long-term thing by any means. It's just somebody to, to get us through the year. Somebody Ursay trusts to just – Go in and look, just coach up the guys, see what happens. Um, Owen, I get but, what you're saying. About the, I, go ahead. I just want to see more of this move, like the D'Amico Ryans, Raheem Morris, you know, those type of guys right actually having at coaching spots. There's no way that the Colts were going to give, they weren't going to take the time to like do a full head coaching search during the middle of the season. You're That's not wrong. You're not wrong but promote somebody already on the staff. Like, that's a coach on the staff, not some, oh, I talk with the centers after fucking Tuesday practice. <laughs> that's not what I want. That's consulting. But, what do you mean? Dude, um, that's gross. Because it's, you're, you but know, you're, you're, the reason you're is, is because you leave everybody in their same role as much as possible. You don't start rocking the boat with multiple positions going up. The problem you leave, though, is that nobody on the staff has called plays ever. Nobody. Not one coach on the staff has ever called plays during an NFL game. Hey, Sirianni never called plays until he got to Philly. And then he, Siri pops up when I say that. But anyways, he had never called plays until he got to Philly. And then he actually gave up the duties to Shane Strachan around week eight last year. But this is what I'll say. I agree with you to not rock the boat in a season where you're making a push for the playoffs in a yeah, season well, that's lost like this, where you're making it very clear that's lost. Who cares? Fuck Yeah. Go, I mean, I, not that I agree with the it. Ball boy. I definitely like don't it. necessarily agree with it, but it's clearly what he's trying to do, but it's maybe it's a wanna, weird one. I don't know. Tanking. You know, maybe I'm not going to accuse Mr. Ursay. The fella is so transparent. He announces whether the roof's on or off on Twitter every weekend. So, he does that for his fans. He does. The one other thing I'll say to what you said, because you mentioned D'Amico Ryans. So you got O'Connell in Minnesota. Doug Peterson, another guy's a former player. Salah's a former player too, isn't he? I think he played college ball. I don't know if he was in okay. the NFL. So not a pro. But, Owen, oh, you are 100% right. D'Amico Ryans, even over uh, Eric Be- uh, Be- uh, Bellamy, D'Amico Ryan's needs to be the next one up for a play, like coach to convert to player. That dude, what he's doing with defenses, is he still in Houston right now? Uh, San Francisco, right? Isn't he oh, in, yeah, in, right. San no, in San Francisco? Nope, he's in San Francisco. Started his playing career in Houston, started his coaching career in Houston. But no, 100 actually, no, he might have started his coaching with the Eagles because I think we brought him back with Deuce right away. But anyways, D'Amico Ryan's is a guy that's got to be one of the first up. Oh, and you're muted. But um, oh, but anyways, my other point is, yeah, Owen's right. You're not going to go sign one of these guys off another team midseason, obviously, unless they're blowing it up too. But this is just goofy, dude. This is, I think, probably one of the goofier things we've seen with coaching, other than like the shit that uh, Urban Meyer pulled last year. But uh, ultimately, it's just. I, I'll yeah. I I think it's a tanking move. It's them just trying to get through the rest of the season, kind of like Owen mentioned. Somebody Jim Irsay trusts, 
just to get through and uh, see what happens. You never know. But it, it feels like the, the last thing I'll say, Seth. It yep. feels like an and then emotional. Then we got to get to one more. No, yeah, we're good. It feels like an emotional decision. Like it feels like Ursay was literally <laughs> at home drinking wine with his wife and goes, "How about Jeff Saturday, though? How about <laughs> Jeff, man? What about Jeff? He's the last person I text tonight." <laughs> Messed up. Maybe he probably texted like five former players and he said the first one to text me back gets the job. Peyton's like, hey, I got this whole Monday night football thing going on, you know. You ever watch it? He's like, no, nah, plus the it. million other things he's doing, but doesn't have to do he doesn't have to spend too much time on, he just makes money from. Peyton would coach the Broncos before he'd coach the Colts, put money on it. Oof. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Let's get to one more game. Uh, Running long, of course. You know, maybe if the Packers get a W, we don't have to spend a half an hour on them. How's that? Uh, So blame the Packers. Deal. Last game we're going to was another big upset. Big upset Sunday, which really messed with my power rankings, my top five, which we'll get to in just a minute here. Buffalo Bills, New York football j-e-t-s jets 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 take down the bills who were perceived as the top team in the league by just about everybody foolishly 20 to 17 the jets are now only at really if you look at it a half a game out jets are six and three bills are six and two jets now own the tiebreaker which uh also might be the Second best, if not uh, the best division in football with Miami right there. And the Patriots just as uh, Patriots just beat the they're now five and four. The best, the best, worst team in the division in the league. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You could throw Washington in there after their little run, but uh, they narrow loss to the Vikings. Um, you know, I wanted to touch on this game for two reasons. Because they upset by the Jets. Um, you know, it maybe shows the legitimacy that Owen doesn't want to um, show. And also, Josh Allen, uh, this injury news that came out today, Monday. Um, you know, something with some nerve damage, I think. Something with the UCL injury. And uh, scary. Yeah. Uh, scary. Um what I had sent to you guys earlier is that um, he's, he's a doctor on Twitter, real doctor, but he also tweets. Um, just not a Twitter doctor, but <laughs> he was also the big guy that was sending out about uh, Tua about a month ago when he got uh, that whole concussion thing. He was pretty prominent there. Um, he mentioned that if, if it is a, like a full tear or something like that, it's, it's like a year long recovery. Uh, but if it's not a full tear, um, it's something that he could potentially play through. I think he's still going through some testing and stuff like that, if I remember right. Um, but possibly some huge, huge news coming not out of just Buffalo, but the whole league. Josh Allen might be done for the year. Possibly. Shut up, Seth. Don't even say it like that. I mean, it's it's just the truth. I, I hope not. I I really hope not. Josh Allen's one of the best players in the league. I really enjoy watching him. Bills are one of the best teams in the league. But, man, does this ever change if he's down? Who's their backup I, quarterback? Does anybody uh, know? It was Trubisky. I don't know who they have. Like Chase Daniel or something? 
Is it um, Chase? Really, Chase Daniel? Something like that. Some some guy like that. Right? Chase be. Daniel. Like, I think Chase Daniel's still in uh, L.A. I think you're right. Um, so I'll see if thing- I can find that. Oh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Look at that. Matt Barkley too is still there. Just a just a roundup of backup college or backup quarterbacks that we just rounded off. Four of them. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Um. Uh. You know, we don't have to spend too much time on this game. You know, talk about the injury a little bit. Uh. But Owen, are you ready to uh maybe announce that the Jets are a real team? Yeah. Listen. At first, six and three. I, first, I wanted to say that. If this season took ju- not only my Packers hopes and dreams away from me, but then also took away MVP Josh Allen campaign in the dominant Bills, if Josh Allen goes down in the Bills, I mean, they'll probably still be a good team, but just sputter out a little bit and definitely not be the most dominant team in the NFL again. If Josh yeah. Allen is out for the year, Bills don't win the division. This this season can go fuck itself if that's what happens. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't give a shit anymore. That is bullshit. NFL season 2022. Are you kidding me? What is going on? Can we just start blaming the turf? I need something to just be mad. You know, that because... might be a real thing, Owen. That might be a real thing. A lot of players have come out the last couple weeks and, and commented on the NFL about that. And I didn't realize it was so high. I thought I I thought there was only like a handful of turf fields out there, but it says it. I think there were half. I think it was literally. Oh 15. yeah, it's it's grown over the last probably ten plus years that more and more teams have gone to this. And I think there is fifteen stadiums with turf right now. Bullshit! It's bullshit, Seth. So is the season. Like I said, it, this this is literally a parody season. It's not Par- real. Great parody, and then also a great parody. Yes, two different yes. parody. A parody, as Antonio Brown would say. Parody. Um, this yeah, is insane. What he says. Bills. They didn't. They had a they had a Packers type game. Shot themselves in the foot. We're used to this. But then the Jets. Now, my favorite part of this game was actually well, it was actually my least favorite part of the game because it completely fucked the Jets. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm letting the F word fly because I'm just, it's, it was that type of week for me, Seth. But the 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 camera, the overhead camera, I don't know if you've seen this. It malfunctioned. I didn't. And it was sitting there like the Jets were driving. It was before they actually made their comeback, but it was like the drive before that. They were driving down, looking good, and then boom, all of a sudden the camera's just like dangling like in the defensive backfield. But like right, it it's you know, it's like it's just bobbing like right above like the linebackers' heads. It stalled play for 12 minutes on a drive that the Jets were like rolling on. And then they come back after that timeout, and it's a false start, followed by a fumble picked up by the Bills. Like immediately, boom, boom. It seemed like the you know, the, any momentum that the Jets had was done. And then all of a sudden, they keep fighting. That's all they do. Michael Carter took over the rest of the game. Michael Carter looks good. He looked good. He looked good. There was a big question mark, obviously, with Brees Hall going out a couple weeks ago and then bringing in James Robinson. Didn't look good last week. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, looked real good. It looks like Bill's defense all of a sudden might have s- some issues 
uh, allowing you know close to 200 yards rushing to the to the Jets, uh, over 200 yards rushing to the Packers last week. All of a sudden, looks like the Bills defense might not be as good as it once was, or there's some holes there. Um, Tre'Davious White play in this game? I don't think he's back yet. Tre'Davious White. Okay, I know. I, I keep following this, and I keep thinking that he's playing. Um, I know it's close, at least if he's not. I know. Uh, so, anyways, uh, any other any other thoughts on this? Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll wrap her up. One comment I wanted to make on the the Jets: they got a really good young core, big time. Like Sala really has. He's kind of flipped a team. What in three years now? Two years. Two years. Two, Two years, years worth yeah. of draft picks, and one of them was Zach Wilson, which was probably the most disappointing one out of yeah, all. Yeah, literally, probably the worst of the bunch. Which hey, he lot. looked pretty solid on something. He, that's right, exactly. He did. I he think did. he looked okay. I mean, I, I yeah. Well, f- solid for him. Yeah, solid for him. No, these running backs, Owen. I think you just said it a minute ago. Look good. James Robinson is definitely that like thunder to Michael Carter's. I wouldn't quite call him lightning, but that's kind of what that one-two punch is probably going to turn into. Um. Garrett Wilson's kind of coming into his own. I mean, he's definitely the receiver we thought he was coming out of college. Um, Mims, it was kind of – Mims could have had like a 40-yard catch in this too. Yeah. But it got called back. I can't remember why. Um, but, no, they got guys. And then the defense, I mean, shit. And the defense and the offensive line, I think, is the two most impressive things of the entire thing, especially the youth on it. Um, and it's wild to think that they're going without – somebody help me out here. Who's the left tackle again that they had? Becton. Becton. Aye, They're doing aye. this all with without Makai Becton, right? But Sauce Gardner, Seth, you made a comment earlier. I'm fairly certain he only gave up one big catch on Stefan. The other one, I'm pretty sure he knocked the ball out. Did he shadow? I guess the question is, did he shadow Diggs the whole game? Because Diggs, Diggs had a solid game. He was five for 93. So th- those Sala's are good numbers. Salah's defense is a lot like P. Carroll's in the sense of the corners don't travel. They just st- stick a side of the field. Okay, so, sure. Okay. I want to say it was it was probably Baldy's breakdowns because I watch a ton of that. But uh, Sauce was, I want to say, so as you look at it from the quarterback's point of view, Sauce is always the left corner. DJ Reader is the right corner. These two as a young cornerback tandem is probably the best in the league, and I don't even think it's close. Um, just with their size and physicality on top of it, like they're in on every ball that gets put up in the air. And they're they're – Sauce is a big corner. DJ Reader is not a big corner, but they are definitely very feisty corners. And then on top of it, it's like the defensive line's got guys. You've got linebackers that play well. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner's having a hell of a year. Quincy, Quincy Williams is, I mean, a guy you got to pay attention to all the time. It's kind of funny to see Vinny Curry on here, former Eagle. Um, Sheldon Rankins is out for at least a month, I did see. I've seen that too. Jermaine Johnson's been getting a lot of playing time as of late. Um John Franklin yes. Myers is a good player, but they've got like as you look through this, I I recognize every single name on that defense because these guys are all solid to good players, you know. But um, the one thing I'll say to poo poo the the Bills a little bit, Josh Allen's game, okay, two hundred five zero touchdowns, two picks, nine eighty six and two touchdowns. If that's Lamar Jackson's game, everybody's throwing a fit, right? If that's Jalen Hurts' game, everybody's throwing a fit. I think the big news coming out of this is not his performance, but just the injury, injury coming out of it. Yeah, and I guess my point of it is 
the performance matters here because he did not play well. If, if I'm being completely honest, um, he kind of got beat up by that Jets secondary, which is a testament to Salah and these guys moving forward. Because where it looked like the Bills own this division, they don't. I mean, it's is the tiebreaker go to the Jets as of right now? It would. It would go to the Jets. Yep. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to say, and then we can move on. Did you guys see um, that guy that had the thing all over Twitter, the coin flip uh, predictions of the Jets season? I did, did you not. see that? No. Let me see if I got a screenshot quick. So long story short, he predicted, here it is, Jets 2022 coin flip predictions. He has it exactly right up until this game. Loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss, win, going into the bye. He has them going 11-6 and six and losing in the AFC Championship. Just on a little piece of scratch paper. Wow, really? So I'm going to bet on everything he's picked for the rest of the year because he is Nostradamus. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it uh, looks like Jamie's disqualified from the picks now. So looks like it. It's because I'm cheating. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. All right. I promise we'll try better next week. Uh, like I said, you know, maybe if the Packers give you a, give us a W, we don't have to spend as much time being aggravated over that. A good old George W? Absolutely. W. Down in Texas, baby. Actually, it's in Green Bay, but we play Dallas. Um, anyways, that is our recap for the night. For time's sake, we're going to keep her moving. Top five. I hope you boys are ready. I hope you got your top five in for the week. Uh, a lot of good teams out there. Ravens are currently playing. We haven't mentioned that game too much. They're currently playing, I believe, 17-3. It's the score last time I looked. I'm kind of peeking in and out a little bit, watching Owen's screen there. Thanks, Owen, for yeah, right. uh, giving us the entertainment for the night. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, maybe a little bit of a shakeup at the top with the Bills' loss. Speaking of the Bills and the Jets, maybe the Jets make an appearance tonight. I don't know. Who wants to go first? Who's got our top five for the week? You know, I feel like I feel like my top five is pretty locked in, and then there's a lot of teams after that that kind of mix and match. I feel pretty confident about my top five B. So, so you're going first, Owen. That being said, let's go let's go for it. Let's hear it. Um, I think my first out. And it's one of like probably like five teams that I'd like to mention. But since I'm only going to mention one, I think I'm going to start with the Tennessee Titans. At even though they lost, they look pretty good. Look pretty dang good, I'd say. Uh, give me the Titans to run away with that division and uh, try to make some noise. Uh, you know, the probably the big downside was Malik Willis at times. Don't uh. Don't discount the uh, Jeff Saturday-led Colts, Owen, please. The Jeff Saturday-led Colts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Titans defense was always their big, biggest downside, but now all of a sudden are kind of dominant. And they held the Chiefs, held the Chiefs up pretty well. They did. Uh, we didn't talk about that game, really. Just one point I want to make on that is uh, I think if Ryan Tannehill plays this game, Titans might win it. I think because Malik Willis looked uh, completely lost in the last few minutes of that game. 
um, then overtime as well. He just looked complete. It was like a deer in headlights for him. Tannehill, while not great, he's a veteran. He's been in that position before. I think he plays that game a lot better, a lot cleaner. Yeah, because he he knows what he has to do, and that's give Derrick Henry the ball and then not mess up every third play when you have to throw it, you know? Correct. Um, and then Henry looks great, obviously. He always does. Well, I can't remember what Chief said it, but some Chief was – they were asked about uh, playing the best running back in the league, and he said, no, nah, that's Nick Chubb. And then, boom, Derrick Henry comes out and smacks him in the mouth. Like, that specific player, right like, the on the first drive. In um, the mouth. I forget who the hell it was. Either way, he uh, got Malik, Malik Willis still had some big runs, so that was kind of cool to see, and they took him all the way to overtime. No running back jokes about that quarterback? None? Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> wow. Wow. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not as good of a running back as your running back. I'll I'll knife you in the spleen. Um, <laughs> he wow. – the Titans, even with Ryan Tannehill, though, aren't a team that's going to keep up with the Chiefs in overtime. They're not built for that. They're built right. to get ahead – by a few points and then keep the lead. Also, so, uh, a thing of note here, Patrick Mahomes saw the ball. I don't know if you saw this, how many attempts he had. 68 attempts. He threw the ball nearly 70 times. Which is overtime tough. as well. Overtime as well. Yes. Uh, but still, that's like almost a full game, like amount of plays for most teams. True. I mean, and granted, it'll... they only ran the ball. 15 times but exactly that's the point i think it is that the running game is part of their passing game <laughs> there's a lot of like those check downs to pacheco and yeah clyde and yes. you know a lot of underneaths to the to all the guys i think Kadarius tony even immediately got into the mix not a ton but still um so i mean i'm not going to take much away from the chiefs because it was a tough titans team but i just wanted to mention the titans as my first out. So I didn't now to start the rankings. Now that you guys so rudely interrupted me and wanted to recap the Chiefs Titans. <laughs> Number five B. Where do I want my A and B? No, this is number six. The Baltimore Ravens. I'm operating under the assumption that they're gonna win this game because it is 17-3 still, end of the third quarter. Bang yep. bang. I uh, fairly confident in that one. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they it feels like they still they're they're kind of on the opposite spectrum of the Packers, where they haven't put together a complete performance yet this season, but their peaks are top tier. Like when they're looking the best, they look like the best. They look among there with the Chiefs, Eagles, Bills. They just haven't been consistent enough with it. Add Roquan Smith to the mix. I mean. Look out, is, is all I'm saying. Lamar. MVP Lamar. MVP. That's Gio. Yeah. He's probably, I don't know, he's probably like third right now. But Exactly. Geno Smith by a landslide. Either way, give me the Ravens. Number five, 4B. 4B, give me the Dallas Cowboys. Jeremy, are you going to have the Cowboys in your rankings? Nope. <laughs> they he won't, have the, he won't have half the NFC East in there, and though they deserve to be. 
They have a leaky run defense. That much is for sure. Um, I guess, though, they are in the mix for Odell Beckham. Um, do you want me to spoil that list for you, Owen? Yes. So I think he, he name-dropped four teams, if I remember correctly. Cowboys were not one of the top four. Bills, Packers. Surprisingly, still the Packers. I didn't expect Bills, Packers, Rams. Actually, the Cowboys might have been the fourth team. I think so. He, he name dropped four teams specifically. I think there's a couple other teams linked, but he named he he said four teams he's interested in, and those were the four. So yeah, I think Cowboys were one. And I'm to me. I'm seeing the Cowboys as the front runner if I'm if I'm him, and I'm taking the Packers squarely out of it until they can win a football game. <laughs> well, luckily just, he doesn't have to decide tomorrow. Maybe if we go beat the Cowboys, Owen, he could wait till December. Really, in reality, he might not be healthy till December anyway. I think um, I, I was looking at it. Uh, I think it's like a Thanksgiving time is about when I think he was cleared to return. Couple weeks. That's what we're looking at. I believe. Um. Anyways, four four B you said for them. Four B for the Cowboys, and they okay. look good, and they're going to challenge the Eagles. I'd like. To, I'm waiting for that game with healthy Dak in that rematch. Big difference uh, there in in Dallas, I think too. Yes, number, it is. Yep. Number four A. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. As much as I still think there's something. Awry? Yes. And they only they didn't cover against the commanders, which was I think I picked the commanders too. I think it was three and a half they're favored. But uh they still eked out the win. They gutted it out. Commanders Kirk- nearly had that. Nearly had that game. <laughs> yeah, Kirko chains breaking it down on the plane ride home. Did you see that? The dude had just he was shirtless, had a ton of chains on. Dude has an eight pack. <laughs> Didn't expect Kirk Cousins to look like a supermodel, but here we are. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's the 2022 yeah. season for you, right? They needed a Kirk Cousins comeback to come back and beat uh, Washington, and that is exactly what they got. Um, now they I scored think the, 13 points in the fourth quarter. To, yeah, all the way back. Big Harrison Smith, and when it looked like all was lost, Harrison Smith, the interception comes back, brings him back. Taylor Heineke was just a little too much Taylor Heineke. Just a little too much. You take that one away and, you know, commanders are cruising. He was a little too much uh, Brett Favre. Yeah, in his mind. Um, Now, next week you come in, we got Vikings Bills, noon, Sunday. Hey. How do you like them apples? Uh, Hopefully Josh Allen's starting quarterback for the Bills. And you got Kirk Cousins noon, fresh after church service. He is going to be after the Bills. Um, I was going to make a biblical joke. I don't have one off the top of my head, though. <laughs> so Disappointed, Owen. Yeah, the Vikings coming after him. That's all. That's all I know. Let the Vikings. No, that's not going to work either. Vikings, 4A. 3, okay. give, me, give me the Chiefs. Big overtime win against a decent team. Mahomes, he, he was contained for... About 50 minutes. He really was. Yeah, absolutely he was. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's he's uh 
he's magic man on Sunday night football again. So he keeps his place right when we thought they were going to, they were going to lose then Patrick Holmes. He's just unfair. Could you imagine if the bills and the chiefs would have lost on the same day? I mean, it nearly happened. Nearly happened. It was close. It was close. I still think Mahomes and Hertz are kind of like that 1A, 1B for uh, MVP right now. I I don't know who I'd pick. I don't know who I'd pick over for MVP. I really don't. Well, up until yesterday, I would have said Allen. Uh, But yesterday's performance wasn't great. I don't think either of the other guys had I'd probably throw Mahomes up there. Probably my top. Top? Yeah. Number uh, don't yeah, Gino. MVP Gino in our hearts and no one else's. Number two, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. I had him at one for about a month straight. It's time to take him down. Time to take him down a bit. Six and two, they'll be fine, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree. Uh, recap that. Well, obviously Philly at one. Correct. Philly, Philly's at one. I just want to say the Bills are like they're. I think they're playing. They're playing around too much. I think they're not uh, foot off the gas, if you will. Uh, Josh uh, Allen's getting a little too frisky there at the end of the games. A little too bit. frisky, and yeah, it started in the second half with the Packers and continued in this game. And then obviously the Eagles. You know, they're not perfect, but their record says they're perfect, and you are what your record says you are. So, I guess True. they're perfect. Contradict to myself. Through nine so, weeks, they're perfect going. To re- recap, we got the Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, Vikings, Cowboys, Ravens. Sorry that took so long, but it felt right in my mind. Uh, good list. Good list, Owen. Uh, very similar. Uh, we, we have one difference. I think at this point in the year, the, you know, the teams kind of differentiate themselves. To me, there's five teams that are a lock, and then I was playing with that six team. I think I, I was floating between three teams. Uh, there's a couple teams that were out. So I'm going to throw out – Jeremy likes to go last, so I'll let him go last. I'm going to throw out my last two teams here that are like my first outs. Uh, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I, I You know, they, they took down um, Call of Duty Kyler Murray out there. I think it was a <laughs> COD weekend, so uh, Kyler didn't quite play as well. Uh, but Gino looking as good as ever. Um, he he's just a different, he's just a different animal this year. Um, yeah, I they were what they're five and three now, leading that division. Six and three, six and three, leading that division, and uh, I wouldn't say running away with it yet, but um, they have a comfortable lead over the Niners who had a who had a buy. Um, this is turning into almost a complete team if Gino keeps this up. Kenneth Walker is an animal at the running back position. Defense is, is progressing week by week by week. Yes. Um, so Not as weak the, as they should be. Correct. Um, so this team's it, it's just improving on a week-to-week basis. This is – but not quite in. My other uh, outside is also the Giants, who are on a bye this week, um, who I think are a real team, but they're on a bye. Um so they, I, I dropped them out a little bit. I think I had them at five B last week, uh, but I'm, I'm yanking them this week. So five B to start. I, you know what? No, this will be my six. Also, this is not where my A and B will be, but my first team in. 
I have the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, I did it, Owen. He did he it. took down the Bills, best team in the league. How can he not? How can he not? Uh, this defense is real. They survive on that running game without Brees Hall. They did against the Bills. If they can do that on a week-to-week basis, this can be a good football team. Zach Wilson continues to develop. But a young quarterback, their best friend is a good defense and a good run game. That way they can continue to develop and, and turn into, uh, you know, for Zach Wilson, maybe that franchise quarterback, which they want him to be. Um, but, yeah, they continue this blueprint for weeks to come. This, this, this is going to be a good team. It's going to be a playoff team. And what looks to be a very, very good division. I also forgot to mention the Dolphins. My favorite player in the league right now. Second favorite player in the league right now. Tua. Not quite making this list either. Doing on. Exactly, Jeremy. You look good throwing it that way. Number five for me. Or whatever number this is at this point. I have the Minnesota Vikings. Or me. Owen, Owen, I have them flipped. You had Cowboys Vikings. I have Vikings Cowboys. Uh... I, I I truly think the Cowboys are a better team. I know you kind of brought up the, the run defense. Um, you know, Vikings have had a lot of really close wins. Yeah. Um they had last second comeback against the commanders. Um the Cowboys are a completely different team with Dak at the helm. I just think they're a better team, a more complete team. They might get Odell, which just makes that offense more dynamic. Um so so that's simply why I have. But there, this could almost be A and B here, but I don't quite have A and B. Oh, okay. I have it at the next level. Got it. Chiefs, Bills. Well, in this reference, 2B, Bills, 2A, Chiefs. Okay. I flipped them. Bills lost. Lost to my number six team, the Jets. They're going to drop down a spot, really two spots. Chiefs have a good close comeback against the Titans Malik Willis led Titans um like I mentioned earlier I think if Brian Tannehill plays I think Titans have a legitimate chance at winning this game not saying they do but a legitimate shot but these two teams are very close I just really hope that this Josh Allen injury is not significant because man that would like you said uh f this season it's uh it's a loss um, I I hope he stays healthy, uh, so we can continue to see the Bills be one of the best teams in the league. Chiefs here, and Chiefs are the Chiefs, and then I have the Eagles, who won last Thursday, stay undefeated, like you mentioned. Uh, best team in the league right now, no question about it. There you go, Jeremy. So to quickly recap: Jets, Vikings, Cowboys, Bills, e- Chiefs, Eagles. And to that, Jeremy responds with, um, you know, as he maybe gets this list finalized, I wonder who he has at the top, Owen. Is it Chiefs or Bills? Because we know it won't be the Eagles. Good question. I've got <clears throat> four layers to my list. Two, two, two. And two. So you're so, like an ogre. That would be an onion with how many layers. Have you ever watched Shrek? 
<laughs> Jesus. Anyways, um, <laughs> he just really likes ogres. He is. I mean, ogres are like onions, Jeremy. How do you they know have that? layers? How do you know that? Uh, Shrek said it himself. If you've watched the layers movie, layers like an onion. So, anyways. We're not here to talk about onions or layers or ogres. I, I don't know. I'm good with it. Keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, two of these teams could have to come off. Seth, who was your first off? Uh, I had two, really, that I was really debating. I had um, my first two off were Giants, Seahawks. Owen, who's your first two off? Titans and Jets, I suppose. To be different. And because it's the way my list goes. My first two off are the AFC East duo. Am I going to do it, Seth? Are you going to take not the Bills? Nah, it's the Jets and the Dolphins off. Um, okay, I was going to say, wait, what? I really wanted to put them on, but as I did my list, I'm like, God, I just can't find a spot for them. So yeah, they're my first two off. That's the that's the base level of the cake, okay? Um, as we come up a level on the cake, I have my first entry in my top five A and B. I'm becoming a believer of this team very quickly, and I like this team going to the future. Give me the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, hey, I, are, I, I like, I agree, I agree. I like that pick. I really debated putting um, the Jets there. It's not that I think the Jets are frauds. It's just I think in a tough spot, I trust, funny enough, Gino more than Zach Wilson, and I still trust Pete Carroll more than just about all but like three to five coaches in the league, right? <clears throat> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to predict your list right now because I was, I was going to say that so the Ravens ended up being my team, the Jets ended up being Seth's, and Jeremy's ended up being Seahawks. However – Jeremy's not going to have the Eagles or the Cowboys on his list. So he's going to have two two more surprises. I wouldn't call them surprises. Well, I mean, you know, well, not Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, Hawks. Actually, I think, I've, I think I've kept to my list. I'm looking at my last week's list. I mean, I, I, I'm sure the Ravens make this list. And may, maybe the Bengals. Ravens, I'm sure, make the list, though. Probably at this next spot if we're making a prediction. So I have a team that fell off from last week that must have been on a bye. Um, Teams that did not make my list week over week is the Giants and the 49ers. Otherwise, my list is the same. Nope. The Giants are the only team that didn't make my list week over week. Um, The Niners were my first off last week. So only one thing's changed for me week over week, and that is the Giants. So the Seahawks are my first entry at the sixth spot for a plethora of reasons. Like I said, they they beat out the Jets for the simple fact of coach and quarterback combo. I just, like I said, there's not many I trust more than Pete Carroll in a tough spot other than to not run it on the one-yard line. Anyways, moving on. Um, Owen, you already made the comment. The Ravens are all but all but locking this game up right now. They are my fifth spot. Um, I have been on the Ravens all damn year. Okay. Now 
Yeah. I have stuck with them through and through. Um, looks like a big play there. Was that Lamar? Nope. And Duvernay? Drake. That's Drake. Oh, Drake. Perfect. I got him uh, in a big spot in the bet. Um, but anyways, I've been with the Ravens all year. I fully expect them to win the AFC North, and I fully expect Lamar to be top three in MVP voting. Um, they were actually my fifth spot last week as well. And looking at the week before that, they were also my fifth spot the week before that. Um, the week before that, they were my fourth spot. So I've, I'm staying pretty consistent with them. I think that's where they're kind of coming together to be um, when they're not blowing games at the end. If Here's the deal. If they're not blowing games at the end, they're probably the best team in the AFC right now, if not. <clears throat> right, right in the mix for sure. Yeah, for sure. They're top. They're a top three team in the AFC, but they're blowing games at the end of the game. So that's where they have them at the fifth spot. Coming in at the four spot, Seth, you hit the nail right on the head. If the Tennessee Titans roll out with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, one billion percent they win this game. One billion percent. Now, there's two reasons to why they lost this game. Reason one, they're not even showing passing statistic on NFL.com because it was so pathetic. Reason number one, really, is, Seth, you made the comment that Willis looks kind of good. I didn't see it. I think he looks like a talented guy. I don't know if I looked at him and thought, man, we could build an offense around this guy. I didn't see it. Um, Reason number two is that, I mean, who the hell are they throwing the ball to? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit. I, I seen, I, I'm not going to lie, when I was watching the game, I don't know who the dude was. Some tall, lanky, white motherfucker with long hair comes rolling on at wide receiver. And I'm like, bro, who are you? I have never mm-hmm. seen you before. And it's just um, any game that you come out of and you have five completions. Man, now that I look at it, that might have been. Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper got long hair? Nope. Nope, it was Cody Hollister. That's who it was. But anyways, as we sit here and look at these names, it just goes to show, man, how bad of a move it was moving on from A.J. Brown. Like, and how <laughs> genius of a move it was for Howie to go get him. And, you know, A.J. Brown took a, not so much a, a, a jab on Twitter, but he made the comment. He commented on somebody saying that nobody's open. And as you watch the game, there was nobody open at all. Wasn't but, there a comment? I I was trying to remember. I think Malik Willis said it. He was asked, "What? Uh, what do you? Th- what are you? Uh, what's going through your mind when you're back there? You know, trying to escape the pocket or whatever." He's like, "Man, I just just hoping one was uh, just hoping someone will get open." And I'm like, "Man, you know, I get it, but it's also like you're you're dancing around an awful lot." You know, I think he's part of it's on him, but still, you're absolutely correct. Like that receiving core is as much as we can complain about the Packers, you know, is abysmal. I mean, rough, but I mean, the one guy's got every damn letter in the alphabet in his name, and I still don't know how to say it. Um, Shemizing, yeah, I don't know, (laughs) I just botched it, but anyways, leading yardage guy for them. So, this is what I'll say. For all the dudes that were not open, I still think if Tannehill's in the game, he's making he's making more throws. He's completing more than five passes, right? And so that's where I completely agree with everything Seth said. Um, Owen, you made the comment earlier in the pod. 
You don't talk shit about King Henry because you're going to get ran over by King Henry for two touchdowns and 115 yards. Um, the the big surprise thing about the Titans is, I mean, Vrabel has really flipped this defense. Um, Bayard Long, I mean, these these boys. And here, the thing is, they're still without um, – was it Harold Landry towards ACL to be in here? Yes. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons is kind of the lone dominance. The lone wolf. Yeah, they're they're like down a guy. I mean, obviously Zach Cunningham was a big pickup for them. Mario Edwards is showing up for for guys on the line. But it's like, man, um, Kevin Byard's keeping it together on the back end, and they're actually a unit. They're kind of almost like a no-name unit. There's only really like two or three guys in this defense that you go into and you go, we really got to pay attention to that guy. But with that being said, the Chiefs defense also showed up, or maybe the Titans offense just doesn't know how to throw the ball. It's like watching a high school football team in the Midwest. They're just going to run the piss out of the ball. They're going to run the football flat is what they're going to do. And that's what the Ravens attempted to do. And it didn't quite get him the dub. So we've seen a little bit of Pat Mahomes at the end there um, being the leading rusher for the for the Chiefs. Um, they'll show up later in the, this rankings. Um, which brings me to my three spot. The Buffalo Bills. Um, what? This is what I'll say. Jesus Christ. You said three? This is what I'll say. He's got the Vikings at one or two, and that's absolutely a joke. But anyways. Haters going to hate is what you I'll s- say on that. You said there was no surprises here. Not No surprise teams. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Bills Vikings no. play this Sunday, so I guess we'll see. That's Can I true. explain myself? Yes, absolutely. I would like, love no. to. No, you can't. You rude son of a – Anyways, this is why the Bills come in at three for me. If Josh Allen's really got like a, a pretty serious injury, that's a major problem. Like I might just pull him. If if like for real, if he's out, I'm not putting him on the list again. Because I don't that's believe that's fair. Him. That's fair. I, I don't. Because that's a Josh that's a Allen, huge question mark. you go from Josh Allen to Case Keenum. Oof. As I look at these top teams, who's the one that you trust the most without their quarterback? Or who's the one that you trust the least without their starting quarterback? It's the Bills. By far. The Cowboys – so the Cowboys don't show up on my list, but as I'm just looking at like a power ranking right here, the Cowboys did it without Dak Prescott for weeks, okay? If we go down Jalen, I have plenty of faith in Gardner Minshew. He was a, a guy in Jacksonville, and I mean with Sirianni and the roster we have, they're fine. Kansas City with Andy Reid, he's going to coach up somebody to make them relevant. The Vikings mm, are would- question. I'd say Vikings, Chiefs, Bills, all huge question marks if their starting quarterback goes down. Huge question marks. Not the Chiefs, just because of Andy Reid. Andy Reid, I mean, he turned A.J. Field. Who's their, who's their backup quarterback? I don't really care. As long as he can <laughs> throw the ball. As long as he can throw the ball. I mean, Andy, I mean, they're not Patrick Mahomes, but okay. It doesn't matter. Anyways, continue out. with your list. Sorry, Bills at nope, three. Not, uh, I got three. it, I got it, I got it, I got it. A second. Oh, and I might already be there. <clears throat> it is Chad Henney. Chad so, Henney. The same guy that made a couple of big throws in the playoffs a few years ago. I have faith in Chad Henney. <laughs> you have With faith Andy in Reed Chad talking, Henney. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers is cooked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you want to know why Rodgers is cooked and Henney is not, Seth? Everybody. 
Jeremy is smoking the same plants Aaron Rodgers is probably right now. I just want you all to know. Seth, this is the reason why Aaron Rodgers is cooked and Chad Henney's not. Chad Henney's never been an MVP a year ago. Okay. Anyways, on with my list. You weren't even a has been. You were a never was. You taking shots at Chad Henney? No anyways, shots need to be taken. The Bills fall to three for me because I am actually very worried about that quarterback injury. Um, it was a UCL injury, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure that's the interior ligament that is like one of the connecting one on his arm, right? Yeah, I think it's an elbow area, somewhere right in there. So it's one of three. It's either here on his knee or something in his thumb. I don't know which one it is, but I know it's one of them. Okay. The only reason I know about the thumb is because I'm pretty sure it's one of the ones I tore in my thumb when I broke my thumb years ago. But anyways, all three of those are significant because he is the guy that uses his legs. He is the guy that needs to hold and throw the football. So any of those scare the shit out of me. Um, so that's the reason the bills fall because I don't take them down to like five or six because I think the Jets are a pretty real team at this point. But the Bills got to fall a little bit. So brings me to number two, the team in my top three with the best backup quarterback. You guys ready for this? Uh, I guess. The team in my top three with the best backup quarterback. Seth. The team in my top three with the best backup quarterback. You want to throw a guess? So the Bills are my three. And their backup quarterback is not good. Uh, so this is number two? Yep. They're the team in my top three with the best backup quarterback. Uh, Kirk Cousins, because he's a backup. Nick Mullins. Um, <laughs> the Vikings come in at the two spot. I really, really debated putting him that one. Oh, why Nick Mullins? Because he's a former Eagle? Nick Mullins didn't play for the Eagles. Oh, I thought he did. Anyway, sorry. Oh, nine is yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, no, no win over a team in the NFC NFC East is a light win. Um, and this wasn't a primetime matchup, but Kirk going back and playing Washington is a primetime matchup in a sense for like his career. Um, they were down until the fourth, and then I mean, I, I guess not until the fourth. They were down going into the fourth and then i mean two big touchdowns to to cut to take the lead and win the game i i am very quickly becoming a big a big believer in the vikings um the one thing that the vikings got that most people don't is i mean a top three receiver that's almost impossible to cover tj hawkinson now showing up with nine receptions and then Thielen is a threat at any given time. Now, the one thing is Delvin Cook is not the Delvin Cook that we know and love of the last couple of years. But, I mean, he's still always a threat to pop off and take one to the house, right? So, on top of that, the Vikings offensive line and defense are playing very well. Anytime you see Harrison Smith getting an interception, something is going right for the Vikings because that guy can't cover, I mean, snot on a fucking frozen pole. But anyways, they're they're playing well. Um I, I think they're a threat. What was that? I think they're a threat to anybody in the league. It's not um, on a frozen pole. <laughs> it is Minnesota. Hey, Anyways. All right. 
<laughs> it just come out. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I I am a believer in the Vikings. I think they are one of the best three to four teams in the league for sure. Um, it's just who you are and where they fall for you. Obviously, I know Seth is biased. Owen is also biased. If you guys had your choice, it would be well. Aaron Rodgers is three, and the Vikings are six. I ha- I am at four. Okay, I swear. I can appreciate that. It, they're going to be really good next year when they go trade and get Aaron Rodgers and go to the NFC Championship. All right, so, now I'm puking. Pulling a Brett Farm. But with all that said, it brings us to the number one team on Jeremy's rankings. Not the number one team in all of our hearts, especially mine, but the number one team on Jeremy's flawed rankings. The Kansas City Chiefs, led by Big Red himself. One, winning a tight one, um, the one thing I'll say from watching that game live, um, Andy Reid can pa- call a fucking play, man. Like, holy crap. The design of some of those plays at the end of the game just to get first downs and keep drives alive was kind of wild. And I think that's the difference between them and just about anybody else in the league. Um, they run these motions to get um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire into a fullback position to do a dive play for a first and one. I mean, you're they're pulling out the whole play that they did with Tyreek Hill a couple of years ago where they throw it to the middle of the field to Nicole Hardman, and he's got blockers out in front. And here's the deal. <clears throat> if Travis Kelsey doesn't drop 16 passes, they might win this by two touchdowns. But guess what? Travis Kelsey dropped 16 passes. Now, he's still one of the two or three best tight ends in the NFL, but I mean – Man, he's had kind of a couple of spots this year where he's put balls on the ground, and it surprises me. But they're making Juju look like a guy all over again. Um, definitely faking this all out with that, but Andy can do that with just about anybody. Nicole Hardman, Noah Gray. I mean, these guys are playing well. Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield. But it's just – um, I mean, when, when you rush for nine yards out of your running backs on seven carries and still win a game – with the with the team playing as good as defense as the Titans are, that's amazing. You know what I mean? You knew exactly what the Chiefs were doing just about 90% of the time when they lined up. They're passing the ball, right? I mean, they threw it 68 times. So Correct. Ob- obviously, and realistically, if you take into account Patrick Mahomes' six rushing t- attempts, which all came on passing plays, they dropped back to pass 74 times. Did I do that math wrong? Anyways, I mean, yes, they, yeah, you're, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So it's like for them to win in one dimensional fashion that way is impressive for me to keep the game interesting and be able to kind of, they didn't slow down Derrick Henry, but they made you beat them through the air, not on the ground, which is another sign of good coaching. I just think Andy Reid to me is the best coach. I'm obviously biased in this, but Big Red is the greatest coach of all time. And he's, he's flexing his muscles this year. Wait, and what? He's, what? Let let him finish, Owen. Let him finish. Big Red is the greatest coach of all time in my mind and in my heart. But, like okay. I said, he's flexing his muscles this year. He's showing off the brain, the mastermind of the offensive man he is. And, I mean, when, when you got a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes with, I think Collinsworth called it the golden arm, and then you got guys out there like Juju, who's a weapon, Clyde Elwes-Alaire, McKinnon, who are weapons, and obviously Kelsey. You're going to – Nicole Hartman, obviously. You're going to – you're going to be able to move the ball. So it was like to do it the way they did it against a very, very good Titans team that I've been on for a while. Um, I think that's an impressive win. That's a more impressive win than the Buffaloes. 
Buffalo being in their game. So I, I, I lean Chiefs here, um, and I can appreciate that Vikings win too. So to recap my list, my flawed list, we have the Chiefs at one, the Vikings at 1B. That's my one and two, my A and B. The, the Bills at three, the Titans at four, the Ravens at five, and the Seattle Seahawks at six five. So the Seattle Seahawks with your honorable mention, meaning the going long on first. Oh, I heard you. I heard you. (laughs) The going long on first top 10 podcast rankings for week going into week 10, I suppose. Jesus Christ. It's already week 10, guys. Wow. I know. That week nine was the official passing of the halfway mark. So. Eagles coming in at the unanimous number one and, uh, you know, kind of expected eight. No, no signs of slowing down just yet in their record. Or I mean, their schedule coming up. Maybe they just go undefeated at this point. I don't, I don't even think that's crazy. Number two, you got the Kansas city chiefs coming up, probably their top spot of the year so far, just because the bills have had such a stranglehold up there with the Eagles. Chiefs have now leapfrogged them to take the two spot Buffalo bills at number three Vikings at number four Cowboys five, six, a Tennessee Titans, six B the Baltimore Ravens eight. We got the jets nine, the Seahawks and 10. I will leave up to you fellas. Dolphins and giants were mentioned. Dolphins. The Bengals were not mentioned yet. Dolphins. And, um, the 49ers and Chargers are probably also teams worthy of mention. Niners would be somebody I'd vote for, but I'm going to go Dolphins. Uh, I'll take Dolphins. All right, Seth is going Dolphins. I'll go Niners. Rounding out the top ten is the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> well, I thought we were all picking a team. Well, uh, no, I'd pick Niners the Dolphins over the Niners. Get them off the team. I would pick the Dolphins, Dolphins. over the Niners, too. I thought we were all giving our own individual team. So I was like, No, I, we were picking the ten spots. So, so someone has to Dolphins. agree. Dolphins. Dolphins. There Thank you. Go. you. Thank you. Eagles, Jeremy. Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, Cowboys, Titans, Ravens, Jets, Seahawks, Dolphins. And as always, the pod is never wrong. Feels right. The pod is right. Just like the line. Thank you, Owen. Thank you. All right. To finish up tonight, as always, got a little trivia for you. Trivia! Just to keep the minds moving. Two questions. Dose. First one. Ready? You said you're happy with these ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Okay. Feeling good. First question. This player scored a touchdown in the wildcat formation over the weekend. So a little wildcat. Scored a touchdown. Wow. This player leads the league in touchdowns scored in the Wildcat formation since 2016 with seven. Can you name this player? So he leads the league in touchdown runs and passes out of the Wildcat formation with seven touchdowns since 2016. He scored one over the weekend. Can you name who this player is? I'll go first. Owen, first of all, it's not Christian McCaffrey. He didn't play this weekend. Exactly. 
Seth, I'm going to guess it is Joe Mixon. That is exactly what my guess was going to be. Let me think if there's anyone else. Seth, do, do we I get think... a second guess? Uh, yeah, if you guys get it wrong, I'll let you give one more. Okay. I think... Let's let's tandem that pick because I don't have a better one. I'd rather go out with the win to tie it. That's is it Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. Uh, incorrect. It is not oh. Joe Mixon. All right. Since I chickened out and let you, you know, I didn't challenge you, Jeremy. Go ahead, take the next one. Uh, I'll throw this out there just to kind of wrap that up. Uh, two passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns in that span since 2017, right? 2016, seven touchdowns total. Seven yeah, touchdowns, two passing, five rushing. The one he did this week, was it rushing or passing? Uh, that I don't know for sure. I can go back and look. I'm not going to tell you regardless. Um, but uh, two passing, five rushing. Give me... Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Ooh, big touchdown guy this weekend. Owen, I'll let you throw out a guess before I answer that question. My problem is I can re I remember this play. Like, I remember – I think it was a rushing touchdown because he – it was snap and they zoned right. He had a fullback lead blocker. Zoned right, ended up getting it on the pylon. But I don't – remember who the hell it was or what team was. <laughs> so you remember the play why. and you remember, remember how they the scored. Play. You I just remember. don't remember who it was. Uh, that helps you. That helps you, Owen. In that Owen, case... not to take over your thinking here, but I'm looking at the scores. I actually did not see the play. The reason I go with Austin Eckler is because he's on one of my fantasy teams and I see the, the Chargers put up 20 points. And I know he put up 20 points on my fantasy team. So I know him and Mixon were two big touchdown guys this week. And he's the only one, as I look at these names across the board, other than Henry, that would make sense from 2016. Yeah, so that's none, why I'm stuck on him. None of these make sense, actually. Right. None of them do. The only Owen, one I could think of you got to guess. Miami, Chicago, Owen. That's the only game I can see where one would come from. But they're all like young players or not, haven't been good. Over a couple years. Well, um, Jeff Wilson, David Montgomery. Just, just give me uh, Cordero Patterson, just to say it. Oh, Cordero Patterson. That's a, another good guess. Uh, guess. Both are incorrect. Well, we, give is... me one more guess. No, give the, give the um, hint out, right? The hint. Yeah. yeah, give us a hint. I don't have a hint. Um, um, let me go back. I'll see. Let me go, let me find how it was scored. On Sunday, um, hold on, give me a second. I'm just scrolling through here. Uh, it was a rushing touchdown, in fact. So Owen was correct. It was a rushing touchdown. By who? Who the hell knows? <laughs> this person's been playing since 2016. Correct. And they're not Joe Mixon or Cordero Patterson or Austin Eckler weird yeah did it's got oh and i think it came from that miami chicago game then 
either that or Jacksonville, Las Vegas, but I don't know who scored in that game. But you got to think like those running backs, like Josh Jacobs was drafted in like 18. ETN, it wasn't him. No. Um, it wasn't David Montgomery. It wasn't Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson. Who scored in Arizona? I mean, James Conner, maybe. John All right, I'm not going to allow you to go through every game. <laughs> Ten you seconds. I'll give you. you I'll, rules here? Uh, let me I'm just. Hosting, yes. I, Ten I, I, seconds. I don't. I don't think this. No, I don't. No, I know this is wrong. But Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, Jeremy, 10 seconds to throw out a name. I'm going to go with the Bears-Dolphins game. I am going to go with Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, both incorrect. It is the king himself. Oh. Derrick Henry. So we should have just said Derrick Henry. Yeah. I mean, we, we did we did basically say it. We, yeah. we ruled it out in our heads, like, immediately. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jeremy's. I'm pretty sure Jeremy said Derrick Henry, but it wasn't his answer. He did. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I I just assumed. I I heard you say it, and I was like, "Oh, he guessed that already." I feel. I feel gross. Whatever. God damn it! All right, refresh. Apologize to the listeners. (laughs) Let's spray spray some Febreze around. Let's keep this thing fresh. Pick it up, step. All right. Second question. There are 13 teams who have over 3,000 yards of offense this year. 13 oh, teams shit. so far through nine weeks. Only two, two oh, wow. Only two <laughs> teams have less than 20 offensive touchdowns to go with those 3,000 yards. So out of the 13 teams that have at least 3,000 yards of offense, two teams have less than 20 touchdowns. Can you name these two teams? I'll start. Jeremy started last time. Owen, we'll start with you. Give me the New York Giants. New York Giants is one. Okay. Jeremy, come over to you. We'll kind of we'll play it this way right now. I need the whole question over. I didn't hear much of it just now. All right. 13 teams have scored or scored. 13 teams have over 3000 yards of offense so far through 9 weeks. Okay. Two teams out of those 13, only two teams have less than 20 touchdowns. Who are these two teams? Give me guess them both at once or just one? Uh no. Owen, you threw out the Jets, correct? Giants. 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 Owen threw out the Giants. I'll let you throw out a guess, and then I'll I'll see if either of you are right. I'll give you one more guess after that. This is a shot at my boy. You son of a gun, you. The Buccaneers are on this list. Look at that face. I know I know it. I can see it all over his smug face. I, did, I wasn't oh, sure they had that. Buccaneers. I wasn't sure they had, had that many yards, to be honest. I thought Tom the Brady's offense got a ton of yards. He's, I know he's top two or three in passing yards. And I know he's only got six, seven, eight touchdowns. And I, I know they're not running the ball well. So it's got to be the Bucks. You, Seth, are a sicko. Now <laughs> tell me I'm right. Are you both wrong? What? Buccaneers think... do not have 3,000 yards. I was going to say, I don't. List. Yeah, they're not in the top 13. I think Brady has like maybe 23, 22, 23 yards. 
Actually, no, because Mahomes is leading the league with like 22. So Brady's probably right, right around 2,000. And they maybe have three to 400 yards of rushing. So the rush game um, is really killing them on that then. Giants, hold on. Let me let me pull up the official list to see if the Giants are even on this list. The Giants are also not among the 13 teams. Got it. No. So give me the give me the question again, real fast. Okay. One more guess each. 13 teams have 3,000 yards of offense. Out of those 13 teams, two teams have less than 20 touchdowns scored. I need these two teams. I got a guess. Can I go? Tennessee uh, Titans. Now you can go. Okay. The Green Bay Fighting Cheeses. The Green Bay Fighting Cheeses? And I'm right, again, because you lied about the Bucks. I didn't lie about the Bucks, but you are correct. The Packers are one bada bing, bada boom. Damn it. The Packers are the lowest. They have 17 touchdowns scored with just short of the Philadelphia Eagles, 20 yards short. Eagles do, don't lead the league, um, but the Eagles have 31-28. Packers have 31-08. Insane. Are you telling me the Eagles are the other team for touchdowns and such? No, no, no. I'm just – Eagles are just right above them in yards. No. Uh, Eagles have 28. They're actually second on this list. They have 28 touchdowns scored. There's one team above them. It's a good um, football team. I, I guess the, just the Packers as one, it just points out that uh, they're, they're, they're moving the ball a lot, like Owen said. Uh, they just can't finish. So, anyways, there's one team left on this list. Owen will come back to you. We'll, I'll. Th- each of you throw out one more guess to see who this last team is. One team left on this list. And it's probably going to surprise you. But maybe it won't. We'll see. Um. Then I will say the mainly Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. The stars. Don't even make the list, Owen. Damn it. Well, thanks. Thanks for icing me out. <laughs> Jeremy, last guess. What do you got? I think you kind of accidentally gave it away, Seth. Okay. I think it's that other fake New York team. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Also incorrect. (laughs) They have 20 touchdowns on the dot. They have 20. Okay. I knew they had to have been close because of the Flacco days. I just can't imagine they scored much. Uh, This team has 19 touchdowns. Owen, do you think it's our Davy Mills squad? I was going to say Bears next. With a total of 3,039 yards of offense and 19 touchdowns. Would you like to know their yards per touchdown? Yes. Please. 159 yards. Second to the Packers, of course. 159 yards per touchdown. So that's how many. So they have to go almost two football fields for it. That feels the Packers, like a, it feels Packers, like a Trevor Lawrence stat. I feel like I read that being a Trevor Lawrence. It does stat. feel like a Trevor Lawrence stat. 
Uh, Packers have to go 182 yards before they can score a touchdown. God, that's depressing. (laughs) Uh, Any guesses? Last guess. Owen, you said the Jags. Mm. Is that your official answer? Might as well. Over there. Jimmy, you cheat. Give one more. He threw out the Jags. I'll let you throw out one more. And then for time's sake, I'm going to wrap it up. I feel like this could be an NFC West thing for sure. There's not a ton of good football coming out of there. Owen, what, which I'm one? I'll let you pick for me. No. Is it the Cardinals or is it the 49ers? Or the Rams. Or the Rams. Give me one. I would say. I will say here, I'll throw this out there. I don't know if it'll help you, but maybe. Uh, out of those three teams you just said, only one of them are on this list. Oh, so I had it right with the division. Hmm. I didn't say it's them. I'm just saying out of the three teams you said, only one of those teams is even on this list. Oh, the 3,000-yard list. Yes. I would Cardinals. say Cardinals. There you go. Cardinals is your pick, Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy sweeps the question. It is the Arizona Cardinals. You it is the Arizona Cod playing Kyler Murray led Cardinals. Yes. So uh, Kyler's putting up a lot of yards. He just forgets how to score because he's trying to play video games when he's. In he's the also game. putting up a bunch of L's on. Call yes. Um, Miami Dolphins are number one in terms of yards. They are not number one in terms of touchdowns. I'm sure you guys can imagine who that is. Like I said, uh, Philadelphia Eagles are second with 28. The Chiefs are number one, 29. Oh, Bengals right. are also second at 28. Yep, also feels right. Yep. Um, you mentioned the Jags, Owen. Jags actually have 22 touchdowns, and they also have 3,300 yards of offense. Jesus. Wouldn't have expected that actually. Two so they're them. actually they're producing um a little bit. Well, I guess they're three, they're three and six now, too. Yes. Yes. Um yeah. Uh Browns make this list also. Uh Saints are on this list who are playing tonight and look what? pretty inept. Saints make this list. I know. I know. I know. Uh Seahawks, of course. Detroit Lions, of course, also on this list. Uh, Bill's obviously also on this list. Obviously. That kind of rounds out that list. And that rounds out our trivia for tonight, which hey, means... I want to give one trivia question, okay? Kay. Real easy, real quick. I, I think you guys are probably going to just hit it out of the park. Um, Seth, I want you to guess first, okay? Okay, let's hear it. Owen, are you ready? Can you name off? The one and only first ever player in the NFL to throw for over a hundred thousand yards in the season and playoffs combined. Can you guys right. guess who that is? Seth, that's the pod for tonight. <laughs> Seth, uh, it's it's him. It's he who shall not be named. Jeremy. Oh, and did you have a guess? No, I don't think anyone's ever done that legally. Legally? 
within the rule, you know, confines of the juicing? rule book. Is he juicing? Uh, he's the opposite. He's making things smaller, not larger. Go. <laughs> And that's the pod. (laughs) (laughs) The man, the myth, the legend. Avocado juicing. Tom Brady. Yep. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. We all needed to hear that tonight. Yes, we did. We all did. Uh, Owen, do we have a final score of the game before we sound off? I see it back there. It looks like the Ravens are up big, but I can't tell officially. 28 seconds left, 27 to 13, Ravens. Owen, can you tell them to throw it to Devin Duvernay four times in a row real fast? Uh, no, there's not a chance. Justin Tucker is about to hit the field, I think. So. Hey, look at that. I'll That's give this one real quick for the listeners. Um, I put 20 bucks on this game. I hit every single one of my bets, but for Duvernay to have four receptions. Oh, by the way, this was this was the most egregious line of the weekend, I think. The Ravens only being favored by one or one and a half or whatever it was. That didn't make sense to me. Yeah. There's some weird yeah. lines this week. There, there was. was. There absolutely was. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, uh, we'll be back later this week. Uh, hopefully, the line will be back as well for another week of Line is Right. Took a week off. Um, you know, Owen, uh, I hope we did you some justice last week. It went well. You didn't, you didn't let me down. I let myself down and you sleeping all day, all night and all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, until next time, as always, adios, adios, adios.